Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And we're trying something a little bit new in this episode. We are going to have a guest talk with us today. A guest by the name of Legal Mindset, who is going to... I apologize. I had some sound blasting out of my computer that frightened and confused me. Um, so just hang on one second. Ah, yes, it's because I was also monitoring the YouTube channel. So I tell you what, let's try that again. Future archives, maybe we'll cut this out. Very pleased to see you all and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And we're doing a very special Virtual Legality today. Hopefully not so special. I'd really like to do more episodes with guests in the future. Uh, but if you've been following me for the last few months, you know that I've been tromping around the internet, otherwise making people uncomfortable with the number of times they see my branding and my favorite sweatshirts. Uh, and so I uh, became a member. I don't know if it's a member. It's a loose association of a group of folks that do legal analysis on YouTube uh, called LawTube. Mm, still working on that trademark name. Uh, but one of the members of LawTube uh, is an individual by the name of Legal Mindset. Um, who has expressed that they're very interested in video games. We've chatted about this uh, at length. However, as I make this video right now, because nothing ever goes right when you first try something, uh, Legal Mindset is not presently on this stream. Um, I've contacted him. We set up this time. Uh, presumably something's come up often when you're doing legal work or otherwise acting in a professional capacity. You wind up with emergencies that you weren't expecting. Certainly, I've had that happen uh, in the past. So I flagged him and said, look, we're going to start. I don't like to be too terribly late on these times. So we're going to have the start of this conversation ourselves. And hopefully, when I see him pop in uh, to this stream, I will add him uh, and we'll have the conversation. I, I definitely want you all here in Virtual Legality on the Hoglaw YouTube channel to get to know him. I, I think he's a valuable resource. He's doing a lot of very interesting legal videos uh, basically all the time. And he's also appearing on videos and channels like mine. Uh, but with that all being said, I think we're just going to dive into this like we're doing a normal virtual legality. If you haven't seen uh, this particular bit of news, uh, I've been flagged on this on Twitter and on my other social media and emails uh, quite extensively. That's generally speaking how I know when I should be covering a topic of this type. Uh, and I think it's best to just dive into what's happened here. Kotaku had the best summary. They editorialized, as we've talked about in this space, but that's okay. Uh, and it goes a little something like this. Nintendo hits YouTube soundtrack channel with over 1,300 copyright blocks. The Japanese publisher continues its crackdown on people sharing Nintendo music via YouTube. So if we look at this a little bit further, we see a YouTube channel that uploads video game soundtracks has reportedly been sent over 1,300 copyright blocks in one day. This news isn't shocking if you know Nintendo's track record when it comes to fan creations and communities, which, okay, so we'll, we'll come back to that in just a second. But it's still a frustrating situation as much of the music that is removed from YouTube is still not streamable on services like Spotify. So, okay, one thing here is obviously if you want something and you can't get it, it's frustrating. I totally empathize with that. I'm totally sympathetic to that notion. There's a number of things that I've wanted uh, that 
aren't otherwise available on the market or that have streaming issues. There's TV shows, even from the recent past, that apparently didn't license their music properly. You can't find them anywhere. And so you just can't watch them unless you're going through some kind of illicit and nefarious mechanism. So I get that frustration. But in terms of equating video game soundtracks, which are made, and for the most part, barring certain license agreements with the actual creators of the music, owned uh, by the video game publisher slash developer, and comparing those two fan creations and communities, which are derivative works, we've talked about that in this space, but are distinct from what is actually uh, happening at the video game, movie, television level, that's not the same. When we talk about even what the law cares about, the law cares about fan creations and communities, it's a little bit easier to have a certain amount of moral opprobrium against Nintendo or whomever for taking down things that are essentially just celebrating the products that they created. When we talk about actually taking the products that they created and putting them on your website for whatever reason, that becomes a little bit less sympathetic to my eye. Maybe you have a different view on this. And I did want to mention at the top of this video uh, that I think hopefully we'll be doing some questions uh, and answers at the end, uh, catching up on Super Chats, whatever else is happening in this chat. Uh, so please do keep that in mind. Uh, I have started doing a little bit more question and answer periods, as you saw this week, when I did a secondary live question and answer session about the Bungie purchase by Sony. So I'm hoping to integrate that a little bit more, get a little bit more granularity and less ambiguity in the topics that we're discussing in videos like this one. So please do keep that in mind uh, as we go through this. I don't know that Kotaku adds anything else that we otherwise aren't going to cover in the tweets themselves, but they do mention that according to Gilva Sunner, their videos aren't monetized and they don't profit off them, yet Nintendo still decided to block hundreds of videos. So essentially, what you've got here is a situation where an individual has taken, ripped, however they got them, soundtracks from Nintendo games and placed them on their YouTube service. Uh, and they say they don't monetize them. They don't hit that button that makes you watch a commercial, as you very often have to do in this space. I'm sorry. Uh, but they do put them up, and in a fashion that Nintendo didn't authorize. We can see here, if I get this sharing right, exactly what that looks like from the perspective of the individual uh, that did this. So here we've got... Him saying, and this is a couple of years ago, this is actually from 2019, game over. He got all these flags from Nintendo for all these soundtrack items that he put up. And then continuing in 2020, got more soundtrack flags. So it's not like you can claim that you don't know that this is a potential issue uh, with Nintendo. And then he has a few comments that I think are interesting uh, that I wanted to talk about as well. Update, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS and Super Mario Kart soundtracks have been blocked. Japan business hours are over, but pretty sure a new wave will come tomorrow. Also, I see a lot of assumptions being made by some of you with some extreme words against me. Let me clarify again that I do not monetize videos and do not profit from them. I do realize that doesn't justify uploading the content. I'm also not angry or surprised that Nintendo is doing this, but I do think it's a bit disappointing that there's hardly any alternative. If Nintendo thinks this is what needs to be done to set an example... I will let them take down the channel. Not that one would have a choice in that particular context. It is their content after all. And if you want to call me a criminal or a thief, that is fine as well. I've been called worse. So that's happening in late 2020. That's the last time Gilva Sunner here made commentary on this. And we can talk about it a little bit. First of all, I never recommend extreme words against folks for the most part. 
Um, I don't real. I do realize that that doesn't justify uploading the content in respect to monetization. I think is important. We saw that covered on the Kotaku side of things uh, that they felt it was at least interesting to mention in their article. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter for this particular discussion, right? When we talk about using someone else's intellectual property, copyrights, trademarks, patents, whatever it might be, your use of it is essentially unlawful for basically any reason outside of some exceptions. Like we'll talk about fair use obviously comes up in a lot of these contexts. And I will pull up the statutes as we do here in virtual legality. But it's also important to note that this is a little bit disingenuous, right? When we look at this kind of statement, yes, you might not be monetizing your videos directly, but we can look at your channel. We can see that it is 500,000 different subscribers finding your content in that space. So it's very interesting to me, and maybe I can get these tabs up a little bit better here, that you're going to go out there and say, yeah, this is fine that Nintendo's doing this, but overall, it's not okay to take it down. So in my opinion, what you've got here is a situation where this person was finding some success with what they were doing, and that's fine. Understanding that what they were doing was effectively wrong, right? You say, hey, if you want to call me a criminal or a thief, that's fine as well. I've been called worse. And, and from a legal technicality kind of standpoint, if you're intentionally infringing on somebody's content, which you're effectively acknowledging here in this Twitter thread, it is their content after all, lawyers wouldn't necessarily recommend going out with that admission uh, in this context, then you are a certain kind of thief. You are infringing on another's property, which as we talked about, is exclusively held, right? When you make something, and here's in the United States, I believe Gilva Sunner is referenced as New Zealand. It's obviously a Japanese company for things he's taking. But again, I'm an American lawyer. So we'll talk about it in this context. If you make something, then you get certain rights in it, exclusive rights in it, the rights to reproduce it, the rights to prepare derivatives, the right to distribute copies, the right to perform it or display it. You get these rights because the law thinks it's important for you to realize the value and property of what you're doing. And because it feels that way, you mostly can't do anything like what Gilva Sunner has done on this video channel, right? And it doesn't look like he's actually uploaded anything uh, in about three years. But when you see that this is the whole content of the channel, when you see that he's got 471,000 subscribers for it, and then we start talking about fair use, right? And there's this isn't even close to fair use. This is just taking assets from another party and putting them directly into a uh, YouTube environment, then fair use also limits its applicability. Fair use is only for commentary. It's not just for asset works that go up. So it doesn't even meet that definition, but it's also a question of what effect it has on the potential market, right? So many folks have come into uh, my DMs and my comments on Twitter and whatnot and say, why, why would Nintendo do this? Can we, can we be upset that Nintendo does this. And I think you can say, yeah, all right, we don't love that Nintendo blocks all these things. We don't love that Nintendo uh, is taking them down, is going to hurt this channel, and also at the same time doesn't actually provide the content in question. But when we're evaluating that, it's important to note that it's not our decision to make, right? It's their exclusive right. And it's totally clear that one thing that's happening here, regardless of whether he chooses to make money on it or not, is that it's eviscerating the potential market for actually selling these things or selling collector's editions or whatnot. 
And you can look at that and say, well, that's Nintendo's greed. I don't want to be involved in that or whatnot. But for the most part, we want folks that make things to be able to make money off of them. Heck, we want folks that make things like virtual legality or content creations or put stuff up on YouTube or Twitch or elsewhere to be able to make money from them. Whenever you think about these questions, don't just imagine that it's Amazon or Google or Nintendo or whomever that you can easily put in a box and hate. Assume it's your favorite content creator that's very small and wants to be able to control the exclusive use of their own videos. Because if they can't, then somebody can just scrape all their videos, make money directly off them. And that obviously happens on the internet, even with virtual legalities. You can go find things on various websites that clearly aren't paying me for the content that I provide. And you can go check those out. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about this, don't just assume it's whatever big company you don't like. Think about it in the other direction. And I think you'll find that it becomes obvious that they need to have some control over their property. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be frustrated about it. In fact, as I said at the top of this, I can totally understand being frustrated with that kind of thing. But it does mean that we should be cautious with how that is uh, displayed, uh, either against Nintendo or otherwise. Uh, so that's the state of play with these laws, right? And Gilva Sunner basically admits that that is happening. It's their content. You can call me a criminal or a thief. I don't monetize it, but that doesn't make a difference when you're absolutely eviscerating the potential market out there. And then he points out that he's lost all these in 1300 as of January 29th this year, thinks the channel will go down. And a lot of folks have asked me about it. So that's mostly what I wanted to talk about uh, with you today. I did also want to point out when we talk about potential future markets, it's not just ephemeral pie in the sky. Obviously, these dates relate to things that Nintendo has found looking at his channel. And only a few days after this happened, we saw the Pokemon company announce that they're having a sound library. All the music you love for the original Pokemon games is now available to listen to and download for use in personal video and music creation. So they're making their stuff available in very specific ways. They want to control how that looks. Uh, and we've seen that from Nintendo in the past, right? We've seen the question posed to Nintendo that says, hey, why aren't you releasing music more, especially in the United States jurisdiction? And we've seen the answer be effectively, well, we don't have enough licensing in place. We're a little concerned about piracy. We don't have the proper means to control how that looks. And so here we see Nintendo at least making a partial step for one specific kind of game um, and making certain of those sounds and music available. And Pokemon Company is distinct from Nintendo. I'm sure somebody will mention, uh, but it is still very interesting. You see something like that. You see those blocks. You see an announcement of sound and music, and you can see how these things work. If you're familiar with the way that Disney used to hold a vault of its old videos so that they could essentially accrue in value so that there could be some want or demand for what their product offering was, you get a similar kind of feeling with Nintendo. It's good that you have that demand, but we're not obligated to service it. We're not obligated to actually make sure that this stuff is available. So you have interactions like this. I'm not going to call you a criminal, but it's in their rights to do that. And a response, where else do you expect us to listen to them then? And at a real level, it's not Nintendo's problem. You don't just get what you want. And for right now, copyright, exclusive rights to distribution, display, performance, et cetera, gives them the right to control how that is distributed. And people have also asked, hey, well, what if they don't have a market for that? They never intend to have a market for that. Why would they do this? And we've talked about it in Virtually Galaxy in the past, but one of the reasons is they don't know Gilvasana from Adam. They don't know what he might do. They don't know what they might become associated with. They don't know what he might next choose to sponsor 
with his 471,000 subscribers, which are of value in and of themselves, regardless of whether cash is coming in the door. Uh, so there are a lot of reasons for a copyright holder to be concerned about this. There are certain copyright holders that are more concerned than others. Nintendo has evidenced over the course of its history that it is very concerned with association and licensing and all these various different rights uh, to its music and otherwise. Uh, and so it's no surprise that they eventually come down like this when we're talking about them in this context. And realistically, uh, without Legal Mindset popping in, and he hasn't popped in, unfortunately, so I apologize for the false advertising here. Uh, certainly it was our intent to get together for this um, stream. I think that's about what I have to say on that topic. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted him to pop in was that my understanding was he had had engagements or otherwise interactions with Nintendo on these questions. And I think we'd all benefit from him uh, jumping in, but it does look like either there was some kind of cross-communication uh, with the timeline that we had given or otherwise uh, something came up. Uh, and so I will check on that uh, in the future. This is going to be a relatively short video uh, here in virtual reality. Let me know uh, if you like this format. Um, obviously, I didn't have guests to put on with the screens. Uh, but if you like this format, I will be potentially investing in other guest streaming services. We won't have the Powered by StreamYard and things over in the corner. Uh, but do let me know in the comments there. Uh, in terms of questions or anything else, uh, if anybody has any, I'm happy to answer them as I sit here in context and see if Legal Mindset pops in. Uh, class action against Rick for false advertising. Yeah, well, so false advertising, we can at least talk about at, at a very, very small level, requires intent, right? I have to know that I'm falsely stating something uh, and falsely advertising to you. Uh, so since I didn't know that, it's essentially just a mistake. And I apologize profusely for bringing you in here to a virtual legality episode on the Hoglaw YouTube channel and not giving you the non-Hoglaw content uh, that you were looking for. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, they should have given him a job to crack these kinds of things. Sure. I mean, that's the kind of thing that other studios have done. Um, if you own the game, you don't have the right to play the music. I was playing GTA Vice City game soundtrack on Twitch and it got silenced. Yeah. So if, especially when you're talking about something like Vice City, right? Those licenses with music companies were entered into years and years and years ago, years before Twitch existed. Um, and so in order to make those licenses, uh, they never contemplated streaming or display or actually licensing out those specific rights. Because when you look at those exclusive copyrights, if you want them to be used in a specific way, you have to license them in. That costs money in general or some other kind of consideration. And so that, especially for older games, pops up all the time, which is that nobody even thought to license the right to display this stuff, to broadcast it. Uh, and so it didn't, it didn't get licensed out, which means it's retained by the exclusive copyright holder. Now, I think modern games have looked at that a little bit more. Uh, and certainly you've got game companies that are better at telling you either what is available to broadcast on a, on a service like Twitch or giving you buttons to blank those kinds of things out. I'm still of the opinion that if these publishers and developers want the marketing that they get from a service like Twitch, they should be giving you the proper licenses to broadcast across their entire game. That will cost them more money. That's why they don't do it. Uh, but I really hate seeing this kind of largest limbo that they put these creators in and just decide uh, to cut them off or otherwise cause them trouble at their discretion. Um, so I think that's a good question, but that's why you see it. I, I like to equate it to uh, Netflix uh, or other streaming services that have shows that are a little bit older where they clearly didn't get all the license rights to a different 
thing outside of broadcast network television. And so you see all these song swaps across things like Scrubs, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, and that's just the nature of the beast uh, at this point in time. But that's a good question. Thank you. Non-Hoglaw content starting in OnlyFans. No, no, nobody wants that. Mm -mm. Maybe illegal OnlyFans. Just the most salacious legal analysis in legal cases uh, on uh, on a paid service. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that has any traction. Uh, thank you for the morning stream. I'm happy for the solo stream. I got to go to work though. Have a great day, everyone. Absolutely. Enjoy work. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you have some enjoyment in your work, some satisfaction there. And again, I apologize. I will try to see if I can't figure out what happened here and make it right in the future. Uh, until that point in time, a pretty light virtual reality might do another video for you all. Uh, because I do have some things to say to YouTube uh, about uh, Totally Not Mark situation, which you've seen in videos and how that's manifesting itself across uh, the YouTube infrastructure in certain important ways. Uh, but outside of that, I think that's basically going to do it for me today. Apologies, and I'll see you on the next stream. Thanks so much.